0: You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez.
2: All right, well, welcome uh, to this week's Momentum. It is Tim and Dez with you once again. Dez, are you well this week, my friend? You good?
3: Yeah, it's good. Good to be back.
2: MomentumAustralia.org is our website. Love you to check out the website after the show, find out a bit more about uh, who we are, our aim in Momentum, and of course, some resources online too at MomentumAustralia.org. But our special guest again this week is Wes Hone from Business Greenhouse. That's businessgreenhouse.com.au. Wes is on a mission to help Christian business owners receive the support they need to build profitable businesses, but he also loves to coach people in this area as well.
3: You know, last week we had on the show, we had a great overview of some of the basic things the Bible says about money. And this week we're looking at some financial basics, things you can implement, things you, you can grow into and it, and to enable you to expand your finances and wealth for the right reason. And I guess that's key. Welcome back to Momentum Wiz. great Great to be with you guys again.
2: Just encourage you uh, listeners to go back and have a listen to last week's episode in full. There was a lot in there. And to be honest, we we kind of scratched the surface of a lot of it too. But, uh, you know, this week we're going to go a little deeper and look at some financial basics. But I suppose before we start, that conversation, Wes, it's good to acknowledge that we're all at different points. We're all at different ages. We're all at different points on that financial journey. Some of it may be basic for you. Some of it might be a good starting point for somebody. You know, it might be a stretch. But uh, what we're really looking at laying is some foundations here. So I suppose, um, Wes, before we do that, I'm going to talk to you a bit about mindset before we start off um, and upbringing. We mentioned that a little bit in the first show about, you know, our family of origin, their mindset, how that impacts us. But Um, How do you think our mindset and how we look at money, how we feel about money, how we think about money, and we may not even think about that too much because it's been ingrained from a young age, but how much do you think that affects money in general?
1: It was also a taboo subject at our dinner table as a young child for some reason. Mm. It's not in my house now. I don't want my kids to have a bad relationship with money, so I want to talk about it. Right. But, but back when I was a child, no, no, it was, you know, we just didn't really want to. And, you know, and I heard all the phrases money doesn't grow on trees.
3: Yeah. You know,
1: I still remember a time when I came home from school and said, "Mum, you've been lying to me. And she said, what do you mean? I said, you told me money makes the world go around. I found out today gravity makes the world go around <laughs> and, and uh, didn't really have a great answer for me. Um, it, but, but, it, but we have so many stupid phrases around money that really don't set us up to win right? You know, money doesn't grow on trees or something like that. Like, cause here's what I learned at about 18 years of age, at any second in the world, $13 trillion is traded. Wow. Well, that means money's not hard to come by. I just need a better model to go and get some, right? I realized there was more than enough money, right? You know, more than enough for me. So yeah, I, you know, I, I just think we probably, sometimes we need to go through a process of reprogramming our mind, Mm. And, and to be fair, like my parents weren't trying to set me up to fail. It's just what they heard. Mm.
3: Yeah.
1: So they were just repeating what they knew was comfortable. Um, it, it just doesn't work. That's the problem. Right. And, and it's, it's funny because if I go back to when I was a young child, the world then had nowhere near the separation of financial classes than it does today.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: So everyone was a lot more equal like 30 years ago. Right. Yeah. In terms of, in terms of wealth creation. And now the disparity is massive, right? And that's, I mean, this is not today's topic, but that is the marker of the end of an empire, worldly empire. That is what happens towards the fall of a worldly empire is you get this massive disparity in wealth. But today, because it's such an important part of our lives, it has to be, Mm -hmm. we need to talk about it. Mm. We can't just gloss over it as a non-important issue. Whereas it seems to
2: me that some people might have a fear around money. Some of it is, I suppose, because it has power. Some of it is that they don't understand it. What are your thoughts around that? And do you think that that's fairly accurate to say that some, maybe most people have a
1: degree of fear around money? Yes, I think so. And and it's healthy in some respects.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Fear is- um, we're born with two. We're born with a fear of heights, like falling, and we're born with a fear of loud noises. All the rest we just assume, right? Um, you know, but the but the fear of falling is a really good one. You get to the end of a cliff and it kicks in, right? <laughs> right. Like it's there for a reason. It's, yeah. it's valuable, yeah. right? There is um, a fear, I think, that money corrupts and and it is a it is a real fear for a christian right you know cuz cuz mammon mammon that the bible talks about is not money mammon is a is a deity that's looking for your allegiance a false god that wants you to give your allegiance to mammon instead of god right hmm. so and we've seen thousands of people through the years that have Given their, they might have started out with an allegiance to God. They end up giving their allegiance to Mammon, and it just completely takes them out, mm. right? And 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 they become an ineffective Christian, or, or literally don't want to know God. Is the outcome of that? So mm. that's why I think some people are fearful of. Well, what does it mean? I don't want to get caught up in Mammon, so better off to just not go for money. Mm. Standing that, you know, the scripture that says it's easier for the camel to go through an eye of a needle than a rich man go to heaven. It also mm. goes on to say, but with God, all things are possible. Right. The way that you can go for wealth without the fear of it entangling you is to stay intimate with the Lord. That's the yes. end. So, making yes. sure that it doesn't take you out.
3: So people would say, um, you know, all I want to do is have a bank account and put, you know, a bit aside every week into a bank account and, you know, I'll end up getting half a percent or whatever the interest rate is. But there's smarter ways of doing life than that, isn't there?
1: Just give me the money. I'll give you more than half a do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, oh, yes, there are a lot of people that are that want that easy road, yeah. and and the and the system is set up for that. That's what school is for. School is to make you do that. Right? School is to make you comply to the system yeah. so that you become a good citizen and work really hard, and, and you know, and increase GDP, and then put your money somewhere safe. And I'll tell you what's really interesting: when you give your money to a bank, they don't want it right? When you put your money in a savings account to the bank, that's a liability because they've got to pay interest on it. Mm. The minute the bank gets cash, they try and get rid of it as yeah. fast as they possibly can because cash is trash, right? Mm. So, so, I mean, I, I would never, obviously you want a little bit of a buffer. You want a buffer, right? You, the rego, the washing machine breaks down, yeah. you need a little buffer, but it needs to be a lot smaller than you think. And the rest of the money you've got to put to work to turn a liability into an asset. Mm. Mm.
2: Um,
1: but the banks don't want your cash. So that's an indicator of how you should view <laughs> cash at bank, right? right? They don't want it. You shouldn't have it either. And um, and, and it's, you know, in, in fact, cash at bank today is worse than, in the parable of the meaners, the person that hid their treasure in the ground. In, in the story of the parable, of the meaners, as the person hid there in the ground, they came back. And they gave him what he started with. Today, money in the bank will be worth eight percent less in twelve months' time. Hmm. Inflation. Hmm. So, like, cash really is trash. You you got you've got to get that money and you've got to get it to work. And there's lots of different ways you can do that.
3: Yeah, cool.
2: Okay, okay. okay. Well, let's let's expand on that. I mean, I was going to go with the buffer thing. Maybe we can come back to that because you know you said that it's a lot less than people actually need realistically but then i've heard other people say "Well, we need you know ideally you should have six months of your income in case you know you lose your job or whatever and you should have this and then there's the you know the practical stuff like you're saying the buffer in case the washing machine breaks down or you you know you need a new engine in your car or whatever uh, as a as a is there a, a rough guide as to what the average buffer should be in a family and 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 those sorts of things what do you think about this idea also of this six months you know income stored
1: up in case So if I put it into a business setting, um, if I set out to have six months of expenses as a buffer, I'm growing too slow. I should should never be able to get to that point because I should be growing fast enough that I can't catch it. Hmm. So you might get to two or three months, but you shouldn't get to six because you're growing too slow if you can do that, right? Right. As a family, the, the thing is about taking money and putting it into something that works for you is in some senses, you can get that money back really quickly if you need to depending on the strategy that you choose. Hmm. So keeping it as cash is a really bad idea. Putting it into something that you can liquidate if you need the extra is a really good idea.
2: You mentioned options before. What's your advice on options? If people have got this chunk and they go, okay, well, rather than me putting it in my savings account, what, what are some good options that I can get some growth out of this thing?
1: So I just chose real estate as a young person. Went to all the seminars, went to everything I could, studied it like crazy. Because to me, I was like, you know, it's the scarcest of resource, you know, like, because the other thing that's funny about printing cash, saving cash is they've just printed like 40% of the cash in the world today has been put out in the last two years, right? (laughs) Why would you collect something that they keep making more of, right? Hmm. Um, um, Obviously, stocks or managed funds would be a better option, because at least there's an undervalued, there's a there's a there's a value underpinning it. There's a business that makes a profit so it can it produce. And then with real estate, of course, there's a limit to the amount of land, and and, and obviously councils don't want to give it up anyway, so they're keeping the prices high. Um, and so for me, it's real estate, but that's it is hard to get started. I, I also acknowledge that. And so, you know, managed funds, direct stocks, um, are, are and they're way more liquid, right? You can buy stocks today you could have an emergency in 3 months time and sell some of them right so um they're very liquid uh, and 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 also maybe not as good but 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 liquid so i think any of those is better than um keeping cash and you'll notice that i didn't say self managed super funds and i didn't say super and i didn't say crypto <laughs> because to me they're they're just, in my opinion, they're bad ideas. So, you know, I, I would never buy an asset that doesn't produce a yield. Yeah. Right? So with real estate, you get rent. With shares, you get dividends, right? You know, with, with managed funds, you get some sort of interest component. Yeah. So they're all really good. But things like crypto, an absolute disaster, right, as we've seen. More people lose than win. Um, And the whole model is designed to for elites to have a few and everybody else has none. Hmm. It's, you know, they're, they're all, in my opinion, bad investments.
2: Wes, um, you, you say you can't save your way to financial freedom, right? I'm going to – we're going to pause that there and we're going to come back in the second part of the show and explore that and a few other things as too. We're talking with Wes Horn from – Uh, Business Greenhouse businessgreenhouse.com.au is the website momentumaustralia.org it is of course momentum that you are listening to all around Australia with Tim Daze and our special guest Wes Hone. we're going to come back and have some more financial business and money conversations with Wes after the break
0: stay tuned this is momentum a show that helps men succeed in life find out more at momentumaustralia.org if this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for we'd love to pray for you Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Well, this is
2: uh, Momentum. Thanks for sticking around and thanks for tuning back in. MomentumAustralia.org is our website and our special guest this week with uh, myself, Tim, and Des is Wes Home from Business Greenhouse, businessgreenhouse.com.au. Wes is across all things business-related, finance-related, and we're looking at some financial basics today. Um, Wes, one of the things I teased before we took a break was uh, you you say you can't save your way to financial freedom. Now, we've talked about the fact that savings are good, keeping money aside, and living beyond our means. So uh, expand on that because that kind of sounds like it's the opposite end of the spectrum to what we've been talking about. Mm.
1: Well, it's just maths at the end of the day, right? So if you put your money in a bank account today, um, I mean, today they'll pay you half a percent. If you if you lock it up in a term deposit, you might get 3% now in this high inflation environment. And maybe that goes to four, maybe even higher, who knows. Yeah. Um, but, it, but if they're paying you 3% and inflation is 8%, mm. you've already lost 5% of your money a year later, right? So, so you you just you can you can never get ahead with that. Like so then you go and put more money in it because you work another year and you save some more and you just lose five percent on a bigger number, right? Yeah, so exactly so you, the the maths just don't add up, right? Plus of course they charge you all the other fees to be able to use your money and transfer your money and all those sort of things, right? So they're just mm. chip away at your money all the time. Mm. So but of course it's it's a slight change, but you can invest your way to financial freedom, right? Hmm. You just can't save. The, the whole The whole model is 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 designed for you not to win with with savings. Okay, so so yeah, invest just just the same money. You know, basically split the amount of money. You might you might say, okay, well, this month I've got a thousand dollars spare. I will I'll save a hundred and I'll invest nine hundred right just so your buffer's always growing a little bit and and your investments out there as well just it mm. doesn't have to be 90 10 it could be 50 50 whatever but just just in it's the investments that compound over time right mm. you know it, th- if cash loses 5% and your investment makes you 5% that's a 10% variation mm. take that the next 13 years and and you know you'll you'll make a massive difference on capital so mm. um that's that's the answer
2: Whereas we hear a lot in today's society about, you know, not having a single income, um, additional income streams, those sorts of things, side hustles is a big one. Um, what are your thoughts around that? And and can you give us if you think it's a good idea for people, what might be some practical things that they could do that because I mean the reality is all of us are on time, right? It's time. It's like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. I could use an extra income, but you know, I've got a I, I've only got so many hours in my life that I can give to that. So what are your thoughts around that?
1: we had just have to look at return on time as, and then what's the best way, you know, I literally meet people who um, let's give a scenario, a salesperson who starts a side hustle and works five hours a night after, after hours. And they make okay. a little bit extra. I'm like, you could have put that effort into your core job and probably earn twice as much money. Like mm. right. you don't have to have a side hustle for the sake of a side hustle. Okay. So Um, Now, it it might be a good way to supplement some income Um, and multiple streams of income are definitely a key to wealth, definitely a key to wealth. And and the reason being just practically is um, if one one stream of income feeds you and your family, well, your second one doesn't have to feed you. So you can take all of that spare money and grow that grow that income right or invest that income or whatever you want like you eat, mm. from this, you eat from this one but you don't have to eat from this one and so you know, that, that's why for me there's real estate income and development income and business income and passive income and you know like within the business there's like for me it's because I only need one of those to feed the family and the rest can be used mm. for other things yeah um, you definitely do need to get your income upload it's just how best to do that and the other thing I would say and, and I think this is a mistake in the world that we live in today you know, if if taking on a side hustle means your intimacy with the Lord completely disappears, then it's a bad idea. Yeah, mm. yeah. You've got to be able to keep, you know, the main parts of your life. We call them the five Fs: faith, family, finance, fitness, and fun. They're really the things you've got to manage.
3: Yeah.
1: If if chasing more finance means that your faith falls over, that's not a good idea. Mm. If if chasing more finance means that your fitness falls over, that's a bad mm. idea. And you can for a season, but you can't forever. Yeah. You, you can neglect. You can neglect things in your life for a season, but you can't neglect them forever without it being causing you grief. Um, so I would say, yeah, you've got to get your income up. And the side hustle is a great way because you can normally get a much better hourly rate if you like. But 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 it doesn't have to be that. It could just be that you work more at work or you, you become more valuable to the company that you're in and they pay you. You know, like the side hustle might make you 20 grand a year. You could be sitting on 80. Invest in yourself, become valuable to the business you're in, and get one twenty. Well, you've mm. actually doubled you doubled it without needing the distraction of a side hustle. Mm. So, yeah. so it, I think it's all like it's a case of where can you get your greatest return on time. Mm. And for some people, if they're in a job that's limited, then then do a side hustle. If you've already got upside in the current job, stay there and become the best at it so that you get paid more.
3: Are there one or two key tips that you would give men saying, "Hey, if you do nothing else"? take these three, let's say three or four tips to get their life heading in the right direction?
1: So first of all, you've got to learn, right? Your number one re- asset is yourself and your knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I've invested well over half a million dollars in courses, trainings, learnings, books, CDs, like over the years, just because I know that the system can fall over and the world can be against me, but I've still got me. Yeah. That's the number one asset class, right? So invest in yourself, go to courses and stuff like that. Um, the second thing I would say is start now and don't put it off. That's great. You want to add no time to the decision. If you if you're listening to this and you're like, I need to fix my financial life right now, add no time to that. Make it open another account in three minutes' time at the bank and start putting some money in it. Right, just because otherwise, nothing never never gets started. Right, mm-hmm. and, and so forth. And then move the needle on your income. Get more income, whether that's in job or out of job or something like that. But get more income because if you've proven that you can live off this much then every little bit more can go straight to something that can start to increase.
2: fourth
1: hmm. thing I would say is stay away from asset classes that don't have a yield. So put them into real estate, put them into stocks, put them into managed funds, get some financial advice, whatever you want to do, but don't fall for the trap of wine, art, crypto, and stuff like that. They are a disaster that offer you no insurance if it goes bad. All right.
3: And the five principles again?
1: Faith, family, finance, fitness, and fund brilliant brilliant Wes Hone has been
2: our special guest the last couple of weeks on Momentum again love you to check out Wes's uh, website businessgreenhouse.com.au and you know there's been a lot I'd encourage you to go back and listen to this show and last week's show as well and just uh, uh, re-get this into your system but Wes it's been a real pleasure having you on the show mate thank you so much for speaking into this space I think we'll definitely have you back on because there's so much more that we could continue to talk about. But for the last few weeks, mate, it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure and and informative as well. So really appreciate it, man. Thank you. It's been great hanging out with
0: you guys and you're doing a wonderful work. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.